Good evening. You are listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, episode 5 podcast to semi entertaining uh, uh, there was something wrong with your voice earlier were you did you get into my count chocolate cereal maybe <laughs> don't judge me dude i told you that is seasonal cereal and it's mine and it's seasonal in my belly seasonal something this is a side a episode which means we're going to talk about pop culture entertainment news Movies, music, books, Florida, whatever the hell we want to talk about. My name is the Ruler of Refuse, and I am joined by the Baron of Bottle. Uh, hold on, I wish I was aware of that here. We can pretend this is bottle sounds. There you go. That is, that, you're, you're terrible at this. I'm not a sound effects guy. Unfortunately, the Duke of Dust could not join us this evening. His internet is still effed. That is true, but we will have him back for our next episode. Hopefully. I believe. Who knows? Let's roll the dice. This week, we're going to talk about Halloween Kills, Adam's Family 2, and the Disney Channel mo- or the Disney Plus movie, Under Wraps. We are going to talk about some things that just came out. We are. And in the process of that, we might spoil stuff. Now, we might not mean to spoil it, but it's but oh, it's going to happen. We're, we're going to spoil it. Yeah. And I, I don't want to ruin your enjoyment of things. So if you have not seen any of those things and want to see any of those things, by all means, go see them and then come back. You're welcome. But do come back. Because you will have to yell angrily at your radio as you disagree with Greg and myself. Be like, you asshats don't know what you're talking about. They would be wrong. We do know what we're talking about. Sometimes. Yes. So, news. Did you have any news? I didn't put it on the list, but yes, I do have quite a bit. Okay. Um, I will start off with a, with a little, uh, side note. I know that here on the Give Me Five podcast, we typically try to stay away from anything having to do with politics, um, any of that stuff, but there Unless is, from like there... 15 years ago and it happened to happen on the day that like rad came out. Yeah. But there was a noticeable passing this, this week actually. Uh, Colin Powell has passed away. And I remember Colin Powell as a kid. And, and I also remember that he was one of the few, one of the few, I I mean, I want to say politician, but I don't know that he was fully in on being a politician. No, he was never a, he was never an elected official. Right. And, and he kind of stayed away from that and, and good for him, but he was one of the few people that, 
you rarely heard anybody say anything bad about. And and I'm I'm 100% convinced that if he would have ran, he would have been the first black president because everybody I knew at the time said they would have voted for him. Yes. Uh, I I have a friend that knows him mm-hmm. and has I, I like him. Not my not my friend. I don't like him. We all know who I'm talking about. At least me and you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And he he gave me a pretty frank assessment of him, which I'll I can tell you off the air. Mm-hmm. And it was not a bad one. It was just an honest one. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he was good, and he knew it. That's yeah, the the long and short of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he it was he was mourned, and uh, oddly enough, I was looking through a, a card like a. Uh, old binder of my cards that I had, mm-hmm. like ba- like baseball and football and whatever, and I actually had some Desert Storm cards in there. <laughs> no shit, really. And I had I and it was like yesterday, literally yesterday. I had no idea they were in there, and I looked at it, and it was like I had a Dick Cheney card. <laughs> oh my from, god! Because because he was Secretary of Defense, and a Colin Powell card, and a Norman Schwarzkopf card, because it was from De- from Desert Stormin Storm. Norman. Yep. Um, that that sounds like it should be a garbage pail kid. Right. Right. Like a dude, like with like a I don't know, like a lightning bolt coming out of his diaper or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it was sad. It was it was interesting to see, and you know, back then you thought that these people were all so old. Back when when I was looking at those cards, and then you look and you're like, oh wow, they're my age back then. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Shit, I'm old. Yeah, damn it. When did that happen? Yeah, Dick Cheney, admittedly. And this is not a knock at him. He actually looked as old now as he did then, which is weird. Because it's like he didn't age? Yeah. Like, back then it would have been like, holy crap, he's so old. But he was, like, really, like, in his 40s, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, he's in his mid-70s now. But he looks now like he's, this. like, 107, and he still looks like he's in his 40s? He looks like he did when he was in his 40s. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I think it was, like, the thin kind of jaw. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either way, not what the show is about, but it does suck that we lost... Colin Powell. Yes. Now, what have you got? I've got stuff that you're going to be excited about, I think. I'm excited about all your stuff, Greg. Yes. Uh, you, like myself, big fan of uh, films by... Uh, 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 hold on. I just, Mel Brooks, sorry. I saw like eight names. Wow. Big fan of films from Mel Brooks, right? I am. Some uh, are better than others, but he definitely has some good shit. Mm-hmm. So we all know that there's a history of the world part one. Oh. Everyone always and everyone always said it was a joke that it was part one because we haven't done part two yet. But uh, are, we, are we doing part two? Uh, it's going to be a show, a variety series, ordered at Hulu. Uh, history of the world part two. So they're going to do it like a like a variety show, like an SNL kind of thing, but not. But each segment will be very much like the history of the world part one. Um kind of excited about that okay. it's it is actually going to be worked on by mel brooks he's part of it i'm cautiously uh, optimistic uh also with uh nick kroll do you know nick kroll um yeah he's he's the guy that had that little star throwing thing right and he went into space and fought those aliens no no no, no that's not that's that's kroll k-r-u-l oh. it's just kroll uh nick kroll he is the actor he's um he kind of looks like the dude from revenge of the nerds but He's which which dude ogre? No, the main character. Ogre? 
No, like the the lead nerd with the the black rimmed glasses. He looks a little bit like that, um, but I think he's I think he's the uh, driving force behind that one like cartoon the the pu- the big mouth cartoon I think it's called. Okay, but he's um, he's also ironically the voice of uh, the grandpa in Adam's Family animation. So. Oh, okay. The the cracky voice one or not the voice the the cousin no is it cousin I don't know it's I we, there's been a lot of stuff going on today okay you're so good at this I am I am. I've been I was driving all over town today, which we'll get to on that. So either way, it's going to be there. Um, um, Mel Brooks is the is a writer and executive producer. Uh, Nick Kroll, Ike Barinholtz, David Stassen, Kevin Salter. I don't know those names. Oh, Wanda Sykes, I know her. Um, hmm. And uh, it's going to be fun to. It's going to start in spring of 2022. Wow. So um, I am kind of excited about that. I need to go back and see History of the World Part One. It's been a very long time. The other things uh, are going to be news-wise. Uh, this was actually posted in our patron-only chat. Be a patron, and you can see this news instead of having to hear me read it poorly. Uh, if you want Freddy Krueger's house, you have until Halloween night to buy it. Ooh. We need more listeners now. Everybody yes. go out and get listeners for us, because we need Freddy's house. This house is at fourteen twenty eight North Genesee Avenue in Hollywood. It, I believe, was the house of uh, uh, of Heather, right? Yeah. Heather, uh, the iconic home of Nancy Thompson, also known as uh, the actress Heather Langenkamp. So it was the house featured in the movie, and uh, it was bought for about two million dollars a few years ago, and now it's being sold for three million plus. Uh, it is a house. It is in California. That's why it's $3 million, not because it's a mansion. It's a three-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath with a uh, guest home, I believe. Like a – is that like a mother-in-law suite? Is that what that's called? I don't know. A shed to put a a, a lawnmower in? It's got a separate smaller house on the property. Gotcha. Yeah, so mother-in-law suite, guest house, office, uh, sex dungeon, as it were. Yeah. That's exactly hey, if you got is. if you got the three million dollars to spend on a house, you can do whatever you want with your sex dungeon. Just sex make sure you invite dungeon. Rob. Sex dungeon. Rob is sick of having friends that either. Rob is sick of having friends that either a don't have a sex dungeon or b have a sex dungeon and don't invite him. I I am. I need you to get on that, Greg. I will get on you in the sex dungeon. <laughs> yes uh the house was also like if you're not into horror movies but you are into comedy uh the 2021 comedy special bo burnham inside was actually recorded there so they were they i think it was on netflix hmm. and uh which i started watching and then i stopped it not for i think it was because there was something that was so funny that i wanted to show my wife and then forgot until literally just reading that sentence. So I'm going to go. <laughs> I've got something i got to do real quick. Hang on. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, one last little bit of house news. I just spent, I just got cost like 250 bucks because I was looking at the news. And they are releasing the Home Alone house via Lego. 
uh, for Christmas. It will be on sale November 1st, and it is the full Home Alone house with every room inside and all of the fun little traps. The iron's there. Like all the scenes and shit? Yeah, the iron's there. The shaving scene is there. The Michael Jordan poster is there. I think Um, you said the ice stairs. Yep, the iced upstairs, uh, the iron, the probably the bowling ball, but they didn't show that. The tarantula. The, the tarantula. Um, all of that stuff is there in little bitty Lego form, and it is awesome. And as I am a big fan of the Lego holiday things, like from the Christmas ones and the Halloween ones, mm-hmm. that's going to have to happen. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And I've still never seen, as I've said a couple weeks ago, much to your chagrin, I've never seen that movie straight through. I've seen all of the parts. But you know, it's was it Home Alone that you said you've never seen it? Because I thought you said it was a Christmas story. That both, you've never both seen of them. Holy shit, Greg! It's... We are gonna do a Christmas marathon at your house, and I'm gonna bring Home Alone and Christmas Story and Elf. Yeah. Uh, that I've seen. And Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Die Hard. <laughs> and Die Hard. And Greg does Christmas. And that's the one where Greg goes to the North Pole and meets up with all the elves. Um, Do not discuss my softcore porn history on the podcast. <laughs> Dude, we need to do a Christmas uh, a Christmas marathon then. From what I know, those elves were putting themselves through college. <laughs> I was just doing them a favor. They were all in nursing school, okay? All of them, yes. Every one of them. And, and uh, if you want, we can do a Hanukkah movie marathon. There, there's a few Hanukkah movies. The one with, uh, the one with uh, Seth, uh, Seth uh, Rogen is good. It's uh, like the night before or something like that. It's yeah, well, that that that's a Christmas that's movie that's got a Jewish guy in it. That's that's not a Hanukkah movie. I'm I'm going with that's a Hanukkah movie. He's wearing a Hanukkah sweater the whole movie. Uh, isn't there a movie called Eight Crazy Nights or something? Yeah, it's an animated movie by Adam Sandler. That one's not good. So instead, oh. we'll just listen. We'll just listen to uh, the Hanukkah song, uh, like for two hours. I you know what I can do that. I like that song. Yeah, put on your yarmulke. Okay. Anyway, uh, so that's that. I've. This week, the reason why things are a little bit weird is there is a big horror show in town. Horror. Horror. Yes, a convention, as it were. Spooky Empire is in town with a bunch of celebrities and whatnot, as well as two, and this makes them super celebrities, two former guests of the Gimme Five podcast. Friends of the Five, if you will. Yes, Friends of the Five. Uh, That is uh, Derek Rook from Rough House Publishing. And author Steve Van Sampson, who, of course, has released a book on Rough House Publishing. Um, both, of the, both of them are in town. I got, I got to pick them up from the airport and actually bring them to the show. So uh, if, if you are one of those people that is listening and actually lives in Orlando, um, go to that show. Go to Spooky Empire. It looked it look cool. It looked like there were some pretty cool vendors there. And uh, if you see a dork in a Give Me Five podcast shirt, that's probably me. Or me. In, in a related story... Don't try to give me five. I don't want to touch anybody. Just saying. It's... But you can give me a list of five. I'm cool with that. It can be any list, too. So. Mm. See you at Spooky Empire in Orlando. 
That was not Excellent. a paid ad, by the way. Excellent. It wasn't. I, I just remember that the last time I went to Spooky Empire, I was a little disappointed because it was really kind of small. Well, compared, I mean, it's definitely compared to... Uh, Megacon, yeah, I mean... Compared to Megacon, it definitely yeah. is because it's got... It's really paring it down to one genre, horror. Right. Whereas Megacon has anime, comic books, comic book movies, which is now kind of its own thing. Uh, basically, any, Dungeons and Dragons, any nerd stuff is fantasy, sci-fi, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But so this is really like true horror, and I always like to get some sort of fun thing. Like one year, I got the the awesome like horror themed coffee, um, and some horror themed soaps, which I liked. It's always fun watching your three-year-old wash his hands with, like, a severed ear. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about stuff. You watched that thing. Well, there is some other weird stuff that we do need. Oh, you found some stuff. Okay, well. Oh, yep, there it is. (laughs) So this is the reason. I did not forget about this story, sir. (laughs) This is the reason why our third host isn't here tonight, I believe. It it very well may be. We won't say anything Um, more about that at the moment. I I would like to say that uh, this is kind of disturbing, um, and it's it's here in Indian River County. Um, an owner of a horse uh, stable was finding some disturbing things uh, with her horses. Uh, you know, several mornings, like she were, were they. Uh... Leaving the seat up in the toilet? Were they were they watching bad things on Netflix? What they were? What could possibly were, go wrong with a nice horse? I, I I think they were hanging around the wrong crowd, actually. Um, oh, but she was discovering like ligature marks on the horses. Um, there was a horse that had uh, a bungee cord and ropes like tied around its, and it was a miniature horse. Bungee cords and ropes tied around its neck. Um, she was trying to figure out what was going on. Um, so she set oh, up, horses. she set up a trail cam in her barn. To see if she could figure out what was going on. And the trail cam caught one Santiago Victoria entering the barn late one night on three separate occasions. Well, Mr. Victoria walked in and approached a horse named Mariah. And he's recorded getting behind the horse with his pants around his ankles and placing his penis in the animal's private area, rocking his body back and forth in a sexual manner while holding on to the horse's hips. So when the cops confronted him, they were asking him if he knew what this was about, and he's like, I was having sex with the horses. (laughs) So he admitted to having sexual intercourse with the horse. He could not remember how many times he had done it, but this apparently was a thing. Ah, uh, the illicit horse sex always seems to run together and in my mind. Oddly enough, he too. was like, really he was arrested <sighs> on three felony burglary charges. Stole Is the that because he stole the horse's virginity? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was booked into the county jail and he's He's being held. Uh, I think it's like a $75,000 bond. Um, he's previously been convicted of DUI and violating probation. 
And he's been ordered to stay away from this lady's five-acre Vero Beach property where the horses are Mm -hmm. housed. I'm trying to think of as many horse puns as possible. I feel bad for the horses in this. Like, we joke, but... So, Mr. Santiago Victoria, you are this week's Welcome to Florida. Uh, We here at the Gibby 5 podcast, while we do like making fun of Florida Man... We also feel bad for any horses that said Florida man may have molested. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a pro not molesting horses or any other farm animal. Any alligators that may have been uh, violated? Yeah, we're not into that. Maybe an opossum, depending on if the opossum is you know looking at you the right way. I should stop now, shouldn't I? Yeah. 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 I guess it's uh, is it a possum or an opossum? Whatever. If you would like to fund Greg's possum habit. <laughs> I actually met a little possum today at my yeah, dog's I vet. I bet you did. At my dog's vet. We, the podcast is now following the possum on Instagram. <laughs> and you said, what are you doing here, little possum? That was right. Like... And the possum was just kind of leaning up against the wall smoking a cigarette. And I went to Amazon and was looking for possum-sized lingerie. Nothing. What are you looking for, Mr. Man? <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> under wraps, because what we need to talk about after that horse situation is a kid's movie. Oh, my God. So, I'm guessing this is kind of a uh, a remake, but... Uh, Under Wraps is a movie that came out on Disney Plus. Came out October first of twenty twenty one. It's directed by Alex Zam. Stars uh, Phil Wright, Jordana Largi, Christian J. Simon, Malachi Barton, Melanie Brooke, Karen Conival, Sophia Hammonds, Brent State, and Jamie M. Calica. And the synopsis is, 12-year-old friends Marshall Gilbert and Amy accidentally revive a mummy they discover in a neighbor's basement. They affectionately name the mummy Harold and must rush to return him to his resting place before midnight on Halloween. So, my my initial feelings on this were that I, I, I was kind of hoping for more than a Disney Afternoon Kids show. I, I was really kind of hoping for, like, a fun family Halloween movie. But, I mean, honestly, there really isn't a lot for adults here. It's it's your typical Disney Channel, overacted, fake-looking, laugh-track-using detritus. I, you know, although after saying that, I don't believe there actually was a laugh track. But the film just seemed so canned that, you know, you could hear where the laugh track was supposed to be. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it 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 just it, it wasn't good. I I didn't really care for it. I mean, maybe it's great for the kids, but I mean, I I was hoping that we could get something else that we could recommend to our listeners where they could sit down and watch it with their kids and everybody in the family could have a good time. Um I'm kind of hoping that Adam's family too was like that, but this this however was not one of them. Um you know, I don't know, 10-year-olds may like it, but I don't know that I would recommend it for anybody over eight, seven. Wow. It, it is, I, I really didn't think it was that good. You know, I try to figure out why there are certain shows, certain movies that have that fake look like you're saying. Right. And 
It's like, you know, and there's... it's like all the Disney Channel, all the Disney Channel like um, soap operas, if you will. Um, and half of them can't act like. And I know it, it may not be a popular opinion, but like when when Miley Cyrus had her show Hannah Montana, she was horrendous. I mean, I don't know if you ever saw any clips from that show, but I no, mean, I, I I did I actually didn't have a TV around when that was super popular. Uh huh. Um, but if you've seen any clips of it from like any reruns or anything, I mean, she, overacting galore, and it was I was just like, man, this is. It wasn't like she was acting. It was like she was just delivering lines. Hmm. And I'm like, nothing about those shows is natural. You know, everything seems forced and everything seems fake. And and like you pointed out, it's it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, you walk in, close the door, and the whole wall shakes. Yeah. yeah. That's like one of the things, like the set thing. Now, I think one of the big reasons is that – so it, the set looks like it's a sitcom or a soap opera set but the, it's theoretically a movie. Like, I know one of the reasons is definitely the lighting because sitcoms and those type of things have even lighting because they're done in a studio. They just basically turn on all the overhead lights and that's it. Mm-hmm. Whereas a movie, if there's a desk lamp, that's what's lighting the scene. Or if there's a lamp next to a couch, that's what's lighting a scene, even if they help it out with you know, lights to make the camera work better. Right. That's fine, but they still have motivated lights, which is lights that are... You see the light source, basically. And everything in in sitcoms and these movies is so evenly lit that it doesn't it it doesn't add to the drama that a movie would bring. So, right. so you would say if, if there are any eight year olds listening to the podcast right now, they should stop. Well, in general, and go and watch that show. Yes, yes, their parents should should regulate what they listen to on their podcast selection better. Um, but yes, maybe they will enjoy it. I. I did not enjoy this, and I can't really recommend it because it really. But you got through the whole thing, though. Um, it took two sittings. Well, yeah, not a fan. I am. Uh, I did writing not. an angry email to Disney about under wraps. Yes, pretty much. I am looking up some information about the Adams family too. Oh, are you? I did not add it to the notes as I was driving all over town. Um, so, uh, that's interesting. That explains some things. Let me check real quick. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, so Adam's Family 2. That is another kid's movie that came out. We are, other than the horse thing, which is completely ruining that, we are doing a little bit more family type stuff for this Halloween our thing. last topic for tonight. Yeah, true. Um, so, Adam's Family 2 came out. This came out a couple weeks ago. It, it I believe, October 1st, actually. Uh, it was It's available in theaters and is available um, as a rental online, which is what I did. Uh, the first one was cute. It was... Uh, was it the best movie? No, but, you know, it had its moments. Um... Which so, one, the first one or this one? The first one. First okay. one. It had its moments. It was was uh, the writer of this movie is the same person that did Christmas Chronicles and um, okay. the Scoob movie and, uh, and we love Free, Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, and Free Guy. He wrote Free Guy as well. Oh, okay. Um, the thing I was very what I was shocked about is the fact that or not shocked about is that he didn't write this one, which 
could be why I'm, I watched it. I paid attention to the whole thing. In fact, my phone was charging in another room, so I didn't even look at my phone. But I don't really remember much about it. Uh, it says the Adams family, the, the tagline, the Adams family get tangled up in more wacky adventures and find themselves involved in hilarious run-ins with all sorts of unsuspecting characters. It's a sequel to the 2019 animated film, the Adams family. Uh, it of course was directed by Greg Tiernan. Uh, so that sounds like it's a bunch of like sketch comedy where they go to one place, get involved with somebody, pick up and move to the next place where they meet somebody else. Do something goofy with that person and then pick up and go to the next place. No, nah, everyone has their own little challenges in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them are related, some of them aren't. The The big story is um, Wednesday and Gomez. She's the, the daughter, the teenage daughter. He's the dad and them kind of moving apart. Mm-hmm. And there's someone that comes in and, and claims that they uh, were, that Wednesday was switched at birth from another person uh and that wednesday is actually supposed to be the daughter of like a steve jobs kind of like tony stark-esque type person that Mm. has like a nice he's like a tech millionaire he lives in like a nice house on the side of a cliff in halloween in la that kind of thing um but what it turns out is that wednesday has a very cool uh science project this guy took a look at it, and the solution – her science project solves a problem he's been having. So he's trying to, like, get it, basically. Hmm. Um, so it's, it stars Oscar Isaac as Gomez Adams. Charlize Theron as Morticia Adams. So they still got all the big-name voices. Um, mm-hmm. Chloe Grace Moretz is Wednesday Adam. Nick Kroll, who I just talked about, uh, is Uncle Fester. Snoop Dogg as Cousin It. Bette Midler as Grandma uh, – Conrad Vernon as Lurch, etc. Oh, Wallace Shawn, gotta say. If Wallace Shawn is in something, you gotta say something. Yeah. Uh, as uh, Mr. Mostella, and you, everyone knows his voice right away. Yo. So, you know, is it a good thing for kids to watch around Halloween? Yes. Uh, is it not even half as good as the original, which wasn't even great to begin with? Also, yes. <laughs> oh. So I, I like the spookiness. You know, I like the having fun with Snoop Dogg as, um, as cousin it, uh, you know, the, the furry mm-hmm. thing. Um, so I like that. I liked, I, I do like the puns and the, like the, the, the very dry Wednesday stuff, like, Oh, it's a shame that they didn't die kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like all those things are kind of fun, but the overall plot, like it took me a while to figure out like they they're on a like in a uh, like an RV camper thing that looks a lot like Rue's car like it's really big and kind of awkward you know okay and the inside of it looks just like their house but like I didn't quite I was wondering like when they cut to the inside like it looks so much like their house and it doesn't there's nothing that makes it look like a car that I'm like I thought they were on the road trip too. Like they were going on a road trip to find something. So it was like, it was a weird thing. Like there were, like there was not even like you, as far as I could see, there wasn't even like, uh, you know, you couldn't see the back of the driver, you know, mm-hmm. from the front or whatever. So it was like, so it was like they were in a smaller version of their house. 
And I don't think they really paid attention to scale either, which throws you when it's like, you know, they're, they show them driving on a, a cliff that's in the cars, like barely going around the, tur- the turners, the turns, like think goofy driving around a cliff mm-hmm. side. But inside the house, they're like inside the car, they're sitting there having a meal. It's kind of weird. And that's like a weird thing to pick on, but it was just like, it kind of threw me. Um, kid liked it. Okay. Uh, so at least he said he liked it at the time. I also told him that we have it for 48 hours because it was a rental and he didn't choose to watch it again the next day, which he it's will. Also telling. Yeah. Cause he's done that with the, I mean, like I didn't like boss baby too. And he watched it the next day. Um, when we did the trolls world tour, like the second trolls movie right mm-hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic. And that could have been why he watched that thing like four times in one weekend. Hmm. Um, so, uh, I don't think it's worth the $20 rental unless you are watching it with like a house full of kids. Mm. Okay. Uh, and you know, maybe when it's free, put that on, you know, at the tail end of a Halloween party that you have for said kids. But, um, definitely doesn't live up to the original, and that's, I'm guessing it's not. I'm guessing it's because of the writing being not there. Fair enough. Now you can take him and go watch uh, Under Wraps. Yeah. I'm lo- trying to um, look at the name of that original writer. Uh, what is his name? Matt Lieberman is the writer of the original one. Free Guy, Christmas Chronicles, Adam's Family, Scoob. Uh, holy shit! Just announced, he is writing the screenplay to the to the Short Circuit reboot. Oh, uh, hey, hey! Why? I, I I I need it. Why do we need to reboot it? Uh, because Johnny Five is alive again. I like that movie. Sigh. Anyway, let's uh, move on. I mean, on. if we... he can pull it off like he did Christmas Chronicles, I'll be happy. But if he Fs it up, which remakes tend to do, I mean, how many how many remakes were actually decent? Well, definitely the RoboCop and Total Recall one. And probably the Fright Night one. All of those live-action Disney movies were fantastic. I'm trying to get Rob angry enough to where he drives over and punches me in the testicles before I'm done recording. I'm already halfway there. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about Halloween. Dread. Dread was a good one. Yes, uh, and better than the original. Man, I missed that. (laughs) That's a good question. Actually, guys... uh, well, we usually do contact information at the end of the show, but if you know of any remakes that are better than the original, write in. Uh, and I five. swear to God, if any one of you writes in and says the live-action Lion King, I am going to... I, I don't know. I will probably burn some baby lions or something. Is that a thing? Can I do that? No, that's... that's that's No. I might... I might cut up some drifters. That's fair. Uh, so if you guys do that, write in. Uh, give me five podcast at gmail.com. I will find a way to maybe get you some give me five podcast stickers. 
we really need to get a design for Friend of the Five so that we can send out Friend of the Five stickers or T-shirts or whatever. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> People don't want to claim that they're our friends, though, publicly. It's okay. We will claim them for them. Yes. Rob, tell me about Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills. Well, you're going to help me tell everyone else about Halloween Kills because you actually did get to see this, did you not? I did. Excellent, sir. Excellent. The The big movie this, this past week was Halloween Kills. And it was released on October 15th of this year. It's directed by David Gordon Green. And it stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, Andy Matichak, James Jude Courtney, uh, Nick Castle, Aaron, Aaron, sure. Aaron, <laughs> a Aaron, yes, yes, <laughs> Armstrong, Will Patton, you done Tom- fucked up now, a Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Mann, Jim Cummings, Dylan Arnold, Robert Longstreet, Anthony Michael Hall, Charles Cipher, Scott MacArthur, and Michael McDonald. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael McDonald. This, this, so stupid. The synopsis is the Halloween night when Michael Myers returned isn't over yet. Minutes after Lori Strode, her daughter Karen and granddaughter Allison left masked monster Michael Myers caged and burning in Lori's basement. Lori is rushed to the hospital with life-threatening injuries, believing she finally killed her lifelong tormentor. But when Michael manages to free himself from Lori's trap, his ritual bloodbath resumes. As Lori fights her pain and prepares to defend herself against him, she inspires all of Haddonfield to rise up against their unstoppable monster. The Strode women join a group of other survivors of Michael's first rampage who decided to take matters into their own hands, forming a vigilante mob that sets out to hunt Michael down once and for all. I would like to start my own vigilante mob to hunt down, maybe not Michael, just about Maybe just people named Steve. There you go. Um, I'm sure that one of them is now sorry he came into town this week. Uh, he's fine. He's okay. Well, no, no, no. You said people named Steve. I have a he could specific... get caught in the crossfire. Look, I'm trying to run cover for a very specific Steve that I need to make disappear. Okay. Oh, well, all right. Then. And it's not the one that wrote the book that I like. <clears throat> okay, so... Tell me I know, what you thought about that, because I do have a couple of opinions. Okay, so let, let's uh, the big opinion. Let's hold that till later. Okay, the 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 supernatural one. I will hold my opinions. There are certain. I really enjoyed the first of these two Halloween movies. As did I. It was very well done. I thought they finally understood the violence that a Michael Myers can do, and they continued that in this. I definitely thought that the kills were interesting and the aggressive violence, like. I don't have a weapon. Okay, I'll just repeatedly smash your head into something until it's a pulp kind of thing. Or like when he grabbed the fluorescent light bulb from the kitchen. Yes. I was like, damn. Yeah, Cor- like apple cord someone. Yeah. So I like that. Um, there were certain things in the orig- in that first Halloween movie that were really beautiful shots. Like the way the movie ends where the house is on fire, they're leaving in the back of the truck – Things get are kind of like they have a little bit of a blur to it, and I'm I'm remembering this from two years ago. So uh-huh. things have like a little bit of like a blur to it, like oh shit, like you know, like that early morning, oh shit, did we really just stay up the whole night kind of look? Mm-hmm. And you see the fire trucks going the other way, and you and 
Laurie Strode is like screaming because they, you know, she doesn't want them to put out the fire that's supposed to be cooking Michael Myers alive. Like, I thought that was like was super interesting and super well done, above and beyond it being a good horror movie. Uh huh. And I like that this movie really kind of took like took place like seconds later. Yeah, and actually, even a little bit of crossover. It was it was a great continuation, and they tied them together beautifully. Mm-hmm. So it like really starts like almost thirty minutes into the end of the movie, right? Kind of like. Yeah. Well, I I hadn't seen the last one probably since it came out, and the way that this picked up and kind of wrapped everything together, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was the occasional. Oh, that's right. How did we get? How did he get there? It it doesn't matter. It's it's irrelevant. He's already dead. It's fine. Yeah, and I watched. Uh, I started watching the original one first, but we had to report a podcast, so I had to stop about halfway through mm, gotcha. to watch the the new one. So there, and it also does a lot of stuff where it jumps back to how the original Halloween, and um, as told by by Derek from Rough House Publishing, he was mentioning that some of the the characters and scenes are actually from Halloween two, which theoretically is not part of this story. Okay. Um, where they cut away, I think it was the the part where you see the the per, the person on the gurney um, through the window. I believe that was the like used some old footage or was referencing, okay. and I might be wrong, but he'll let me know verbally. I'll be yelled at. I get that wrong. Yeah, um, I'm all for berating Greg. Yeah, so it definitely it ties in the old movie. It's got you know it's got the old house and the. I actually thought it was kind of interesting that they had some of the original actors from the original Halloween movie. Mm. So were those were those the the older ones, the original survivors? Yeah, like well, they were some some of them were like the kids from the original movie, right? Which I thought was kind of a I wasn't expecting that. Maybe other people were. I'm sure other people saw some stuff about that, but um, I'm trying to get their names here. Um, and I, I, it wasn't the same actor that played Tommy, but they, of course, reference, they have Tommy in this. Um, that was Anthony Michael Hall, right? Yeah. 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 Was Robert Longstreet in the original one? Uh, he's been in a couple of things recently that we've talked about. Robert Longstreet played that character Lonnie and that was, so they go back in time and he's like getting bullied and he falls in like a gutter and looks up and there's Michael Myers walking towards him, but somehow he managed to survive. So maybe Michael Myers just doesn't like bullies. Well, no. He survived, I think, because of where he was. Because Michael was headed to his house. He fell down on the sidewalk across the street from Michael's house. Which which meant that in order to kill the kid, Michael would have had to walk past his house to uh. go kill the kid. So he fell down right before Michael Myers' house, and Michael Myers walked up and then just kind of crossed the street, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he did it so friggin' fast because the cops were right there, but, and, you know, nobody saw shit. But, uh. So Kyle Richards uh, plays Lindsay, and I believe she was Lindsay in the original Halloween as well. So one of the little, you know, one of the little kids that's babysat. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a lot of stuff like that that I really liked. I, I always, I do actually like, now that they've got figured out the camera stuff and the, making like film look old to where it doesn't look weird when they do a flashback and then they 
like try to insert footage in there and it's like wow this footage is way better than the original 1970 whatever footage right. i think i actually kind of like that they inserted some some shots as to like what was michael myers doing in the in-between times of the original movies i thought that was kind of cool that's who he was he was joe collie in midnight mass um, robert longstreet the drunk oh i liked him yeah he's really good actually interesting yeah he looks so clean cut in the picture on imdb that it's hard to tell he was also the mr dudley in haunting of hill house the caretaker oh okay nice so i like that aspect of it um what did you think in general um, I honestly, I, I liked it. It it was Halloween. Uh, Michael Myers was the unstoppable killing machine that we've come to, uh, know and love. Um, and I'm, it, my big issue was with, was with the end, but it, it kind of seems like they're pushing him that way. I, I did feel like there wasn't, there wasn't enough Laurie Strode. She kind of took a backseat in this and she really wasn't in much of the movie it's almost like jamie lee curtis was handing off the reins yeah she was uh very stabbed she she was very stabbed and she was in the hospital for most of the movie and most of her scenes were kind of inconsequential she didn't really do anything yeah right yeah i guess in retrospect because i mean she didn't she didn't even do even when she was in the middle of the mayhem inside the hospital she didn't really do anything yeah like because people weren't paying attention to her right so there was like a little bit of thing about like mob rule and chaos in here where all of these people think that they all go to the hospital to kill Michael Myers and then they see someone who is a mental patient that escaped with Michael Myers and they kind of just start chasing him through the hospital to the point of where he um commits leaps suicide. he commits suicide and basically liquefies himself by jumping off the a very high window of the hospital right um it was, it was interesting. That part was frustrating for a couple of reasons. One, because I can't imagine being in a crowd like that anymore. Um, two. <laughs> Post-COVID. Yeah. Like, and two, like, uh, Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis, was, like, just sewed up. And she's, like, in a crowd and, like, craning her, like, chest and body and head to, like, look over to see what's going on. And mm-hmm. I could, like, f- like, and I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. I'm saying I could feel it. Like when you right. feel like stitches pull or like even if you have like a, a hurt muscle and you try to like strain, like much less one that's been severed. So that was like a <laughs> Yeah. Um I my issue wasn't so much with that. Um That wasn't an issue, just something that like Oh, my, oh yeah, yeah. Just yeah, something yeah. that caught my eye. I was um, like, ah. Just the, the, the helplessness of the people involved and the whole mob mentality thing kind of irritates the shit out of me. But I know it's something that absolutely happens. Um, and there there are plenty of documented stories about, you know, people doing absolutely horrible things when, in, when part of a mob. Um, but it, the fact that... that um, well, like even just in this case... The fact that this guy was, like, short and fat. And right, and he wasn't Michael even... Myers is huge. Yeah, it's like, how, I mean, honestly, how could anybody think that he was Michael Myers? 
That's the dumb part. And he was scared, whereas Michael Myers would just be like, okay, let's do this. So, anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah. Um. So, so there's, there's that part of it, but... It, I mean, like I said, I, I liked the movie. I enjoyed it. The kills were creative. There was plenty of suspense involved around the Michael Myers thing. I could have done without almost all of the stuff inside the hospital. Um, there were some surprising deaths. There were some not so not so surprising deaths. Um, but the the biggest problem that I had with the movie was the the direction that they're kind of pushing Michael Myers. Um, they're is it okay if I go ahead and talk about this now? Sure. They're they're kind of pushing Michael Myers towards the supernatural route. And I I'm not a fan of that at this point in Michael Myers lore. I mean, that's kind of the realm of like Jason and Freddy. And it and it and honestly, it's really what made Michael Myers stand apart from those two in the whole Battle of the Slashers thing. And I'm not sure it's the best move for the franchise. I mean, I realize that that Michael Myers is getting old and Laurie Strode is getting old and you can only do this so long. Um, But, I mean, you could always do a reboot with a new Scream Queen. So, I mean, we're so fond of reboots now. It's just, they're they're really kind of pushing him towards the supernatural role, like with Jason, where you can cut off his head, stick it in a blender, and mail off his limbs to different parts of the globe, and he'll be back in the next movie. Yeah. Um... But that's that's never been Michael Myers. And, you know, at the end of this movie, he almost reaches that level. I mean, he 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 suffers at the hands of a mob, and he's beaten and unconscious and down, and, you know, like eight people are just killing him, and then all of a sudden, they're not. And it's like, what? No, no come on. Now, wait a minute. I mean, I think I think by the, but when it's all said and done, he's got like, I don't know, six bullets in him. He's been stabbed I don't know how many times. He's been beaten with baseball bats and crowbars, and he was unconscious on the ground, and people were smashing his head and his ribs and his kidneys and all of that. And, I mean, I realize he's a lunatic, and he's a... Sounds like, ma- a, sounds like a good time. I, I know, right? And I realize that he's like a, a you know, just a mass murdering killing machine, but he's still human. And I think that's what they're trying to get away from. And it's like, well, all right. One, I, I definitely hope they don't explain anything. I don't want covens. I don't want government experiments. Well, but I but don't they've want... already started doing that. They they started laying the groundwork for it in this movie with the whole, um, you know, the more he kills, the more he transcends. They used that word a couple of times. He's transcending. Shut the fuck up. He no. was actually he escaped from the Weapon X project with Wolverine and Deadpool. Yeah, stop it. You're oh, you're irritating the shit out of me. No. I think that in some ways they they tried to leave certain wounds ambiguous. It's like he got stabbed in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like ne- like that lat muscle, I guess. Right. Which on its own wouldn't be fatal. Now a with being shot, beaten, kicked, stabbed, burnt, melted, uh, all of that stuff. Yeah, that's that's obviously a problem. Uh, one of my comments was, when I was thinking of it was like, these people, like, if they know what he is, they shouldn't stop. Right. 
And that's the do. other problem I had with the ending of this movie. Why would she stab him in the lat and not bury that knife in his skull? Or, like, cut off his head completely. Right. Why would they not park a uh, Jeep on top of him and just leave it there? Mm. They, they, they need to leave killing to us. Yeah. We, we kill people right. We can handle that. Again, I probably should stop talking. Now, yeah, <laughs> now some, it was pointed out to me that according to these people, there have only been – there was only one mur- movie with like three murders, I think. Three or four murders, and that was theoretically 40 years ago. Not everyone knows everything that happened in this movie yet. So, like, well, but they 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 started finding the bodies in this movie, so they yeah. knew about the mo- the kills that he made in the last movie and this movie. But they 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 don't necessarily know that he has the ungodly strength or anything like that. So they could think that okay, once we stab someone in the lat, we can stop. Um, but if you're that mad, you're not going to stop until someone is pasted. Right. Like, so there's that, the, uh, the, it's weird. Cause this movie was, I, I didn't watch it until last night. So it had basically, you know, week of being available. So I was trying to avoid anything. Cause I, this is a genre and a film series. I like, I don't want to be spoiled. Right. But I, I did hear people grumbling about stuff, and some of the people who were grumbling were actually saying, I didn't like it the first time, but when I watched it the second time, it all made sense. I was like, okay, well, I don't see why it didn't wouldn't have made sense. But um, I, so, I didn't have anything to complain about too much. Like, I and, enjoyed it. And, and let me I ask, cared about some of the characters that ended up getting oh, killed. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And some of the kills were just brutal. Mm-hmm. But let me ask Dude, you: the this. kid on with the railing, where he's like still alive, gasping for air, and Michael Myers uh-huh. is walking down the stairs, and then stops. He's like, no, 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 and then just rotates his head backwards. Yeah. Like, oh, um. Well, let, let me ask you this: with as worked up as they were in the hospital, because if they'd have gotten hold of that guy, I honestly believe they would have literally tore him apart, limb limb from limb. Oh yeah, like I mean, how no. how is that? rage and anger dissipated when they know they have the right Michael Myers and and they just kind of like beat him until he's unconscious and then stop. How does that work? Yeah, because like, I mean, I, I've done as you know, I've done military simulation for years mm-hmm. and one of the big fears and one of the things we've worked on is making sure that a soldier doesn't get separated from his group because of this mob, that mob mentality. Right. At least back very early in in like a rock and stuff like that so and I, as a result of doing that i had to look at some pictures that i didn't want to see mm-hmm. um and that's space you know it's people hanging from bridges and things like that and that's where it would have stopped you know like it wouldn't have stopped like okay we did it guys let's go home <laughs> let's you know let's trade our halloween candy toss me another beer billy yeah have you ever put a Kit Kat in the freezer? It's delicious. Like, okay. Oh, he's getting up. <laughs> like, no. Well, maybe we should have finished that. Oh, God, I'm dead. Yeah. So that's, uh... I mean, I know they, they're going to go the route of this is a unstoppable killing machine, and that's all he is there to do, but I am going to see how they finish off the series with Halloween Ends. Uh, there's a... 
Is that officially the next movie? Yes, yeah, huh. it's next year. Right. Um, there is a a sequence that I find that I know a lot of people have complained about or whatever. There's a um a gay couple. That's not what people are complaining about. There's a gay couple that live in Michael Myers' old house. You know they're gonna die. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and like you know they they redid it and made it nice and fancy and like the that was fine and all that. But like I feel like when they felt that he that michael myers was in the house that knowing what they said like they talked about it being his house and that's one of the reasons they were in his house and all this stuff they really they picked up like a cheese knife like a little paring knife to go like hunt him down yeah also the continual big john little john thing was kind of annoying yeah, I did, yeah, I didn't get that either. Like that seems like something it's like, that like you're the other John. You know what John you're talking to. Right? Like I have I have friends that had the big, that did the big little thing and they didn't call each other that. Right. If I'm talking to them, okay, I can get, you know, me going, "Hey Big John" or "Hey Little John." But when you're fucking talking to each other, there's no reason to refer to each other as Big John and Little John. Yeah. Because you know you are the other John. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird too. I thought that was I thought that was um, poor script writing or trying to I don't know. It's like when you're watching a movie and someone meets somebody and immediately calls them by their nickname. It's like no, you don't have that familiarity yet. It uh, honestly, to me, it sounded like it. W- it sounded like it was one of those things that the script writer was like, "Hey, this will be funny," and was like, "I don't fucking care that nobody thinks it's funny. I'm gonna keep saying it until you fuckers laugh." That kind of thing. And it just yeah. it just it was wasn't weird. funny, and it never made you laugh. Yeah, it was, it was definitely very strange. It took me out of it because like other people referred to him that, and that was fine. But like I didn't really have a, a I didn't have my finger on the pulse of the characters yet at that point. Mm-hmm. So when they started calling each other that, it was like that's weird. You're like oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but and then of course that you know they're living in his house, right? They know this crazy stuff is happening, and. They're like, oh, okay, well, it's Halloween night. And what's also funny is, like, their house is completely done up for Halloween. Decorations everywhere, and then they're, like, pissed off that the kids keep coming to the house knocking on the line. Like, your lights are still on. Like, ah, oh, these kids won't stop coming. I'm like, you've got, like, a yard full of skeletons, and you have your lights on. That's where I'm going, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't... I don't know that they were upset that the kids came to the house... I think they were upset that the kids pranked them and stole yeah. all the candy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they were they were faking that one of the kids was down, whatever, and they pulled the they pulled the two guys out of the house, started to get them to call nine one one, and then the third kid came out of the house with a big bowl of candy and dumped it in his uh in his bag and was like, "Boom, I got it." Mm-hmm. Actually, it's weird because the kids in this movie were largely annoying. Yeah, they were. Like those kids were annoying. The kids that were on the swing set were annoying. You're like, can you, can Michael just kill those kids? Yeah, like is the that, girl's like, what are you doing? You need to get inside. Like, we're trading candy or we're trick or treating. That's what you do on Halloween, lady. <laughs> like, yeah, you stupid lady. And then she's All like, right. well, well, it's dangerous Die, to be out here. Die, you little bastard. <laughs> she's like, it's dangerous to be out here. Like, yeah, but we're playing peekaboo with that guy with the bleedy, the bloody knife across the road. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I see you, you creeper. Yeah. So. It was interesting. It was fun. I'm going to watch it again. Um, I I have actually watched the other Halloween movie a little more recently, other than me getting halfway through it. I've watched it a little more recently. Mm-hmm. 
than the theater. But like I watched it last Halloween, actually. Right. And um, and like I said, it, it wasn't bad. I did enjoy it. It was just it was just the ending that really kind of that really kind of left a bad taste in mm-hmm. my mouth. Because I really kind of feel like they're pushing him towards the supernatural route, yeah. and I really think that's a mistake for this character. And the the one thing I loved, like, there's a couple things I really loved. I loved the anything about that window upstairs of the house where, okay. like, the neighbor was like, oh, he used to stand outside of the window, and you could see briefly, uh, like, a ghostly figure, like a memory of him wearing his old costume, mm-hmm. like the, the clown costume as a little kid looking out the window. And... The mentioning that I don't think he was looking out of the window. I think he was looking at his reflection in the window, which I just thought was, I that's interesting. That's okay. a different thought, a different idea, a different perspective than I'm I'm used to. Right. I thought that was really interesting, and I thought, not to extend this too much longer, I actually really thought that the um, Will Patton's Officer Hawkins thing, mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting too, like him having all these regrets for forty years that he didn't shoot to kill. Yeah, I thought that was really really interesting. Um, because you know, there was a big thing where he accidentally shot his partner, that kind of thing. But just more, just the thought of that, because you hear those conversations all the time. And I'm not even talking about like politically. I'm talking about like with other superheroes and other movies and stuff. It took me forever to realize where I knew him from. Oh, Will Patton. Yeah. Oh yeah. The He's big been... one was Armageddon. Yep. Yep. And he does a lot of voice reads for Stephen King books too. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as I, he was also in. Uh, I think he was the in Remember the Titans. Maybe he was the defensive coach. Um, but yeah, he's he's good, and his voice is really recognizable. Uh huh. But it was, I don't know. It's just it was that was an interesting storyline. They were like take, and it was like. But then again, you go later, and it's like, well, would that have mattered? So yeah, would have if he'd have killed him. But they, I mean, when they're, when they're leaning towards this supernatural thing, would it have killed him, you know? Well, but the way that they're leaning towards it, it would have killed him. Because they're just now leaning toward it as a thing that the more he kills, the more he transcends. So if he'd have stopped the killing spree before it actually got uh, gotcha. going, you know what I mean? When he'd only killed, like, his sister. Yeah. Probably one of the babysitters at that point, And probably some of the some of the doctors at the uh, hospital kind of thing mm-hmm. okay well i think that's enough of halloween on this pre-halloween episode go check it out greg yeah. and i both enjoyed it yep um so that is this week we will be back talking about a lovely little movie rob you picked it this week what is it? i did i picked Ernest scared stupid yes and hopefully our third co-host will be back and internet running and everything, and he will join us for that as well. Yes. I, uh, if you guys want to help us out, you can help us out by becoming a patron. All of that information is on patreon.com slash give5podcast. But you can also uh, like our posts, like our podcast, uh, subscribe to it on any of your podcast uh, software stuff, and write us a review because that really helps out. And as I said before, by all means, check out the uh, – or send us a message at uh, give me five podcast at gmail.com or you can check us out at give me five pod at Twitter, Instagram, and maybe I'll just post this question live and see what happens. Uh, what remakes are actually better than the original? And we'll see if we can anger Rob. I will cut a bitch. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Good night.
Take time.